Welcome to The Inner Gateway with your host, Misha Frankel. In this second series, we are expanding our focus to discover some of the different complementary or alternate therapies that are offered to support a person in their healing journey. When we treat the body from a holistic viewpoint, we provide the best of both worlds. Join me as we expand our knowledge base and give ourselves a different health options. Welcome, Dr. Irene Jin. I hope you don't mind me calling you Irene. That's fine. Thank Excellent. you for having me, Misha. Oh, look, it's my pleasure. I've been looking forward to it. And I wonder if you could please uh, tell the audience a little bit about your background coming from the, the chiropractic, the medical, and all sorts of things. Yeah, sure. Um, so I've, my, my story about how I got into chiropractic started when, um, when I went to unis. Um, I did, uh, I've got a Bachelor of Medical Science. Um, really, when I went to uni, I wanted to get into nutrition and dietetics. But I stumbled upon, I had to stumble upon um, um, biochemistry, which means that I had to major in biochemistry to do nutrition and dietetics, and I really didn't like that subject. So, <laughs> so I got at a junction where I go, oh my goodness, what do I do now that I don't really like this subject? I can't major in this subject. So about a third of the students in um, the medical science degree was doing chiropractic. So I followed um, one of my colleague my my friends um that was doing medical science to his lecture it so happened to be a chiropractic philosophy lecture mm -hmm. on that day this is how i switched to chiropractic on that day at the lecture the lecturer said something that just really turned on the light bulb he said the human body has an amazing ability to heal uh -huh. all it needs is no interference and there's this beautiful innate intelligence is there's a universal intelligence you know if you're a Christian call it God or I don't know mother nature this universal intelligence the bigger intelligence um that is expressed through our body through the innate intelligence and our innate intelligence is expressed through this beautiful nervous system which is the brain spinal cord all the nerves that controls the body so that's the expression of our this intelligence within our body and all it needs is no interference. I, you know, in medical science, we hear about what is wrong with the body. You know, what is wrong? Everything is about what is wrong with the body, but not what is right with the body. Yes, we got we do physiology, but um, for the first time, I heard that this body actually has this amazing ability to heal itself. You know, Magic. to everything that it's got this intelligence knows exactly what to do. So, um, when it says all you need is no intel, um, no interference. So, when we talk about interference to the nervous system, which then creates um, an aberrant um, like, you know, nerve flow, which then causes um, problems in the body. So all chiropractors do is just remove the interference so that this innate intelligence can connect with the body and heal itself. And I just went, wow, that's pretty cool. So rather than cutting things out and drugging the body and so on, this allows basically restores your body back to where it's meant to be so that this its intelligence can do what it's meant to do, which has always been within you anyway. It's just got blocked. So that's how I got into chiropractic. I pretty much kind of go sign me up. <laughs> oh, I love that because 
it's fascinating. You know, when you hear somebody talk, I was actually at the time doing, um, I was working in the corporate field and then I thought I'd do energetic healing, but I'd already been doing other things. And then I went to an open day and I had somebody work on my feet. And that was it. I went and swapped from one course to another. And I found working on the feet was grounding the body. The energy was there to lift the body, but the body needed grounding. Mm. So I love what you're doing. And we then benefit now from having this incredible chiropractor with all these additional skills. Tell yeah. us a little bit about your additional skills because that right. makes you who you are. Yeah, I mean, um, so that was the start. So I did medical science and I did then chiropractic while I was how do, how do I put it this way? I, I think I just loaded a lot on my plate. So while I was doing chiropractic, um, I also started my a PhD in um, at Sydney University in the Faculty of Medicine. So I got a scholarship to do a PhD. So I went, why not? So I was doing two things at once. So I was doing, so I was running off to um, um, Sydney University to do my PhD, and then. Um, when I had like, you know, in between classes from Macquarie University, University doing um, um, chiropractic. So um, my PhD was um, looking at the effect of stress on the body, on physiology. So I was actually, I was working with mice then, um, looking at singular stress and cumulative stress, how, what happens to the body. So a fascinating thing is what I found is that um, the, the body can cope with one or two stresses, but when you stack them, you actually... Uh, it, it affects it affects like you know, I was measuring things like um, the circadian rhythm of the temperature activity heart rate basically it your circadian circadian rhythm just means the day night rhythm so during the day if you're active you so your heart rate and temperature goes up and the night she calms down so that rhythm is really important but like if you have lots of um, um, stresses stacked on each other those those natural rhythm in your body disappears fascinating so so i've got a, um, a phd in a stress background as well um you may not, might not know about that one but then and then i then went on to do more um so so and that's kind of make me um a little bit more rounded because i understand the medicine the, the medical field but i also understand this beautiful innate intelligence within my body so then i went on and did um more courses mainly more on um, kinesiology and um, also looking at neuroemotional technique, which is a technique that looks at um, mind-body connection, the influence of mind on the body. So, yeah, it's, it's, I've got quite a varied background from really sciencey medicine to, um, I guess, energetic. And I don't see energetic as not science because if you look at quantum physics, it's energy. Correct. So if you look at our body, mm -hmm. I, I look at things from a science perspective as well. Even if it's energetic, I always look at a science perspective. So if we look at our body, what are our body made out of? So our body is made out of atoms. Yes. And what are atoms made out of? Electrons and neutrons. What are electrons and neutrons? The vibration of energy. They're actually cloud of energy. It's not tangible. But together with that, that mass of it, of those electrons, neutrons becomes atoms and so on, becomes a mass and becomes a physical form so really we're all a vibration of energy when it comes to that re reducing it down to the um, the atoms and electrons and neutrons so yeah <laughs> magic and what comes out for me from that is how the energy impacts on us in our daily life 
we have emotions, we have mind, we have thought. And your um, comment about stacking stress one upon the other, you're looking at an ordinary life where a person's possibly going to work, working all the day, coming home, having children or a husband or, the, or vice versa. So in a case like that, yes, stress impacts. Now, in your environment, you would be treating stress as well, which comes out as pain, which comes out as discomfort in the body. Now, in treating that, you would obviously, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, be using kinesiology to listen to the body's speech. Exactly. Could you just um, comment on that too, please? So we only know what, if you were to ask a person what is going on for them, um, a lot of it is in the cognition. The cognition is usually what might be just in front of them, but there's so so much of what we are and who we are is subconscious, is unconscious. The conscious brain is only like you know, we only, it only function as a small, fairly small portion of the brain when it comes to conscious brain. Then you've got like you know the autonomic nervous system, which is all the automated um parts that that controls all the automated parts of the body. For example, your liver, your digestive system, your heart and lungs, all that is automated. You're not in your conscious control of that. So there's autonomic nervous system, and then you've got the limbic system, which is the emotion side of things, right? So you're not really conscious of that most of the time. We are conscious of cognition, which is the higher brain centers. That is like the executive decisions and so on, but that is only on the conscious level, but there's a whole lot of stuff that is an unconscious level, like, you know, what happens to your heart and lungs and all that, that's autonomic. And then there's a whole lot of subconscious, which is the experiences we have, the limbic system that triggers emotions and so on. So all that side of things are all subconscious. So using kinesiology, we can actually tap into, you know, the, the emotions. Into the inner person, yes. Yeah, within the person. Sometimes you don't even know. You just feel flustered. You don't even know why. So by using kinesiology, which is like muscle testing, we can find out, okay, particularly I, I use acupuncture points. So using acupuncture points, because in acupuncture, um, it's been around for a long time, right? Acupuncture, in acupuncture, um, they talk about like, you know, different emotions are harbored in different organs. So then we can see what, which organs is weak. And then from them, we can then check in to see what emotions might be affiliated with that organs. And then, then related to what might be going on for them. So doing that, it, it allows you to hone down to exact emotions and, and situations. Sometimes we can even track time, um, track situations and so on, just using muscle testing. And with muscle testing, um, we can also use that to check in to see what nutrients the body might need, what stresses mm -hmm. might be in the body, just to check where the weakness is, what creates strength and what creates weakness in your body. So sometimes it might be allergies, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. you know, I get um, clients to bring in, I have times where clients bringing bags like you know bags of food so i can check them to see if if any of the foods they're eating is actually causing a, a, an aberration in their body so it's not it's not about allergies aberration is it weakening your body or strengthening your body and often um we might not know what might be um the culprit to our um sicknesses and illnesses but i mean sickness and illness comes from um, a combination of um, physical, emotional, and chemical stress, as you know. Yes, perfectly. And I want to comment on that one as well, is you also do the uh, the testing on supplements, non-medication, to yes. assess what does the person need, what doesn't it, 
do we need one of these pills or two of the pills? That's so, right. Yes, that, talk. yes, that gives you an indication of the, the chemical reaction within the body. So through the chiropractic and through the kinesiology, you accessing the, um, the musculoskeletal, the structural, and that which is autonomic. Am I right on that score? Yeah, so the, the the skeletal, the reason why the skeletal muscle is important because um, your structure houses mm. the content within the body and like your spine, the reason why the spine is important because the spinal cord is within the spine. So it this your 24 moving bones, which is fine, houses that very important um, um, sort of organ called the spinal cord, which is really an extension of your brain. The spinal cord in your brain makes up your central nervous system. Your brain and the spinal cord controls every single organs in your body. Your, your brain is protected by this heart, hat, skull. <laughs> and, then, and then the brain, the brain then uh, extends down the spinal cord. So one of my one of my um, five-year-old clients, uh, when I was um, seeing her, she goes, oh, so your brain is really long. It's all the way to your bum. I went, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Your brain is really long. Exactly. And it's, she's, she was right. So I never saw it that way, but she was right because the processing power is within the central nervous system. Obviously, the cognition and so on is up through here, but the brain stem, which is right at the base of the skull, is for autonomic nervous system. And then all the way down is all um, processing power as well. So, yeah. And the reason why we look at um, it's not so much musculoskeletal, it's the skeletal system, which is a protection for the brain and the spinal cord. Because if we can get that in really good alignment and moving really well, then you're not going to have as much interference. We are always going to be adapting to our environment. So the more flexible we are, the more structurally sound we are, but the more we can actually adapt to the environment very quickly. Excellent. And what I also find as well when it comes to the spine, if there is any uh, congestion, mm. the nerve flow is not there. The, yeah. the blood flow is not there. So the whole objective is to make sure that the nerves and the blood are flowing correctly. Yeah, exactly. Because what, what controls your blood vessels are your nerves. So That's if right. condition to your nerves, then the nerve supply is not going to go to the, the, the vessels or the heart and, and, and so on. So you're not going to be able to get proper functioning of those vessels or um, the organs that it controls. So definitely. And, you know, in, in what we do, in what you do too, Misha, it's about getting flow within the body. Absolutely. So nerve flow, energy flow, meridian flow, which is like, you know, the acupuncture points, um, blood flow. It's about flow. Sickness comes when there's no flow. A lack of flow creates sickness. 100% correct. I found that as well. If the rhythm within the body is thrown out in any way, there's going to be an impact, whether it's on a an organ, whether it's on a, a, a... How could I say this? I've just had a client who was sitting there with the hands folded like this the whole time and wondering why there is not the flow and I said there's fear another client is the same sort of thing we need to understand often that when there is a constriction in the lungs it's going to impact everywhere else in the body mm. so from your point of view from the flow and the rhythm do you also look at the um the heart and its impact on the body as well from the blood flow from the heart or is that outside of the muscle testing look the muscle tests 
is probably more um, a diagnosis, right? So I can do muscle tests and I get hold the answer, muscle test, and we will, it's for me to do a scan. So I can do a body scan yeah. with a muscle testing. So not so much about like okay. diagnosing a condition, but I can tell when I do a, a scan, something's not right there. So mm -hmm. then what we'll do is, you know, if it's like, you know, when it comes to spinal function or joints and so on, easy, like that's my area. So when it comes to like, you know, certain organs and so on, it might be uh, weakness and supplements. So there are points in our body um, that, like for example, um, um, index finger, middle of the tongue is a point for vitamin B. If that is weak, then I can say, hey, let's 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 pick up the vitamin B um, supplements and test and see if that makes it stronger, which means that it supports the body. I you'll see that at my clinic, I have different forms of vitamin B because not everyone not not everyone will suit one form of vitamin B. Some some people might need methylated type because they have trouble methylating in the liver. So if they have um, issues with the liver, then they, they may ne they, they need an activated form or methylated form of vitamin B as well. So, so I'm able to like you know use supplements and different forms to find out what actually that person might need to support them. Um, and that's all about getting their body to be performing at a high level. It's not talking about diseases. If there's a disease, I would refer to doctor definitely. Yep. Well, it's, yeah. this is all about hang on, how can we maximize this person's potential so that you are in a state of great health and not lack of ease, dis-ease. A lack of ease, dis-ease becomes disease. So my job is to help people to be functioning and performing as well as they can be um, by maximizing their potential using like, you know, obviously having the spinal alignment, uh, making sure that the supplementation, if, if I would, I always prefer to get the, nutrients from food but obviously because we have like food these days are difficult to get nutrients because of the way we farm and because of um, production manufacturing and so on often we need supplementations especially because there's so much stress the more stress we have um, the more supplementations we need right as you probably noticed Nisha absolutely definitely so from that point of view how do we get people to move away from the symptom mentality to the holistic, broader mentality. And this is something which is really tough out there because everything is symptom-based. I agree. Oh, if you oh, have the sure. answer for me, if you have the answer, let me know. If you have the secret, let me know. <laughs> and so often, um, I want to touch here on the subtle aspects when you're doing kinesiology as well, you are working with the subtle aspect of the body, that which is no see, feel, touch, but is still there. When I find working energetically, I'm also working with the subtle. What is the body telling me through the subtle realm, through the etheric realm within the body, which is outside? And I find if we listen that way, we pick things up intuitively and that's what I find very beautiful in a holistic way of looking at things is you're looking at the total being how is that person thinking all the time how do they react to situations that immediately gives an indication of I loved your stacking of stress 
because that is the broader field of the person. And the minute you start list, listening and accessing their whole beingness, from my point of view, you treat differently. Exactly. You, you treat on the head. The problem I find is people are too busy to listen to their own body. And that's the biggest yeah. issue. There's so much noise. The noise is the family, the environment, the work, the busyness, the busy, busy. And literally, in, if you live in Sydney, if you live in a city, there's literal, literal noise. And everything is competing with our attention from our body and from ourselves, from our source. You know, mm-hmm. talking about the source, That's you know, right. the universal intelligence and, and the source that um, it's like we often in chiropractic, we often talk about is the power that makes the body that heals the body. I love that. Right? The power that makes the body that heals the body. Then you need to then get in touch with the power. <laughs> oh, right. Because everything is that power, is the source, is the being of who we are. That's and right. when we get to that source, we get to that inner being, we discover we're not really who we thought we are. Exactly. So with the busyness and the noise, we often get distracted and we think that when you ask someone, who are you? Mm-hmm. They're their mother, they're, I don't know, like accountant, the, the, That's right. the, the wife, the whatever. The, the identity. We start, to, we start to talk about what we are as identity rather than who we really are as a source. So, but to, in, in terms of intuition, you have to go in. And sometimes it can be really scary when you've been running away from the inn to look in. Because when you look in, you realize, then you realize all those things that's been stacking up. Because it's very confronting when you kind of just go, what is causing me to be ill? When you really start to look at it, it can be really confronting. And most people don't want to know because they have to admit that they have not been doing the right thing. Correct. Yes. Because looking at yourself and seeing yourself as you really are is very Yes, exactly. Exactly. But that's that is actually if we can get to there, that it will be the base point of healing. Yes, totally. I agree with you hundred percent there. Because then we've put aside all the conditioning that told us who we thought we were from a child to who where we are now. The maturity that we look at it from that point of view completely changed the perspective of health. That's exactly right. So when we can actually look inside and be honest with ourselves mm. and how much have been stacking on our plate or on our shoulders or the monkeys says on our shoulders and actually just push those monkeys away and look in and kind of just go, what do I need? Do I need this? Do I need this? Do I need this? Or is it society that's telling us that we need all these things? Once we get really, really honest and feel um, what's going on within for us, that's when we start to get healing because then we can kind of rewire our brain and re, um, reinvent ourselves and be com- when, you, when we're completely honest about, okay, I guess that, you know, um, that thing that I was doing, that thing I was like, keeping up with Joneses isn't actually helping me. I need to stop. Otherwise, my body is just going to be run to the ground. Um, that unless we can actually do that, it's really, really difficult because then it will be chasing symptoms. You'll be blocking the symptoms. So otherwise, it will be exactly what um, society. When we look at um, TV and ads and all that, why do people? Why are people so um, symptomatic based? Because if we can block the symptoms, we can keep going. So it's not about. So it's not about actually retreating and actually simplifying things. It's actually blocking so we can stack more. And that's why sim- 
that's why symptoms, um, symptomatic, what's it called, treatment is so popular because we don't actually have to do much. We just block. It's just Band-Aid. You it's put the Band-Aid on, but you're not actually healing what the, what the issue is underneath. Yeah. And this I find is very frustrating when you're talking to people about health, whatever it is. I mean, you're doing kinesiology. I do reflexology and energy combined. Or you do kinesiology and chiropractic combined. Yeah. And that's brilliant because, in a sense, we're both using the force. We're both using that, the innate force within us. Mm -hmm. And I find it, when you let go of, this is what the book says you have to do. This is what my learning tells me to do. And you go into your own intuitive knowing and you tune into the body, then and only then are you looking beyond the symptom. You're looking at the being itself. And I find it beautiful when you're able to do it and when a client truly understands how you work and what you're doing. And let's go. I've seen the way you work and you do things and you work on my body, my girl. And when I walk out, I'm thinking, oh, that's great. I've let go. Oh, I'm moving now. And that is the beauty of the combination of modalities so that you're not only working in one sphere. You are recognizing the whole. Mm. I, when I see someone, when someone comes in, let's say, for example, a back pain or neck pain, I don't look at that pain. It's, I, I look beyond that pain. I mean, a lot of practitioners will kind of just go, oh, let's get rid of pain. But a person is much more than their pain. You know, I look at the person and I often kind of go, what are your goals? What is this pain preventing you from doing or being? I'm much more interested in that than the pain. Pain goes, if you want to get rid of pain, take a Panadol, take a whatever, painkillers. Because it's not the pain that is really the driving factor. No. It's much, much more than, than that about that person. So um, when I work with someone, it's always about connecting their nervous system with their body. So if there's a disconnect between this innate intelligence and the body, then things breaks down. So every time I see someone, it's about connection, um, creating this nerve flow that's able to get the control system working really well, then your organs and everything will be able to adapt to its environment. So more the high variability or adaptation, if you have really, really good adaptation, then you can deal with stress a lot better. And as if we can deal with stress a lot better, then you don't need to have this thing called pain because you're adapting to your environment. Called homeostasis. Homeostasis is actually bringing everything into balance. When we don't have homeostasis, that's when we have broken bodies, right? So it's about creating a balance within your body. So yeah, every time you come in, it's all about connecting your brain with the rest of the body. Beautiful. I want to ask you a question here. Now, I do believe that you are still teaching at the university. Is that correct? I was. I actually haven't taught for the past maybe three years or so, kind of since COVID. Mm. Oh, fair enough. So uh, who were you actually teaching? Were you teaching doctors? So, yeah, I was teaching um, pharmacology. So um, I was tutoring pharmacology. So they would be like pharmacists, science students, um, medical students, um, and so on. So any 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 um, discipline that requires to learn pharmacology, which is a study of um, drugs interactions and um, basically study of like you know, 
drug metabolism interactions within our bodies. And was that sort of stress-based at all? No, the, the teaching is not stress-based. The My research is stress-based, but the teaching is actually um, in the Faculty of Medicine, um, the pharmacology department. Yeah. So it's just... It's it's just something I do on the side because I have the qualification to do that. But I um I haven't taught for a few years now because you know you there was a lot of changes and shutdown and all that in in university. So um but I also decided that I think I'm done with those days now. And yeah, the, the, I think the COVID lockdown made me kind of reevaluate what I want to do. <laughs> I'm clapping my hands here. I'm seeing this is a cake. And you've got so many ingredients in your cake. You <laughs> take something out to make it work. Well, I think sometimes, you know, one good thing that came out of COVID was to, for, for a lot of people, is to, to change things in their lives, you know, to simplify things in their lives. I've seen so many of my friends move from the busy city life to the country, you know, because they've decided that at a slower pace and, like you know, they no longer want that that noise, and they don't no longer no, no longer want to chase stuff. So yeah. <laughs> oh, I love the word stuff because that is the identity that or the ego that always wants stuff to make it feel better or, or healing and all these sort of things. One final question, children. You've done a lot of work on children. Yeah, I love working with kids. I really, really do. It's a real passion of mine. One of the main reasons um, why I um, love working with children is because they have so much potential, mm. so much potential. And I just see the potential flourish when you can get them working really well right from the beginning rather than struggling all the way. Um, I, 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 I feel so fulfilled looking at kids. And in the last, in the last, it's kind of had pulled on my heartstrings in the last couple of years because I've seen kids suffer so much mm-hmm. in the last couple of years. How do they suffer? Kids are meant to be social creatures and they've been locked down and yeah. they were able to um, interact with, with friends and so on. It actually affects their mental development, the social development. And I've seen kids who have developed anxieties and depression um, for not interacting and not exercising and not running around with your friends. Um, and it's really sad. Um, I've seen really, really active, happy kids become really quiet and anxious. So, and not just that, if you look at the younger, like in the babies, like COVID babies are different to, um, when I say COVID babies, babies that are born during like the... the um, Your pre-COVID. Yeah, the two years lockdown, they develop differently. So because I see babies and see kids, um, I can tell you now that you know, maybe your audience might not notice, but the CDC, uh, as of the 8th of February, CDC is the, um, the um, what does it stand for again? It's the American um, Health um, Board. Right? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, I don't know, what, what does it stand for? Yes. I don't know what it stands for. Anyway, you know the CDC here at the American Board, um, Medical Board. Um, anyway, so now crawling in babies. We all know that crawling is really, really important. As a chiropractor looking at brain development, mm-hmm. crawling allows left and right brain to talk to each other. 
and allows development of coordination. Mm -hmm. Really, really important for coordination, but also learning as well, because the left and right brain needs to talk to each other and crawling anything that works with left, I don't know, um, um, left and right coordination really helps the brain talk to um, the left um, hemisphere and the right hemisphere brain talk to each other. It is now not a milestone. Okay, so that is a milestone. Mm -hmm. Why? Because so many kids can't do that because they're not develop developing properly. So, so they just kind of go, well, so many kids can't do it, so we just won't make it a milestone anymore. But that is ridiculous because that, oh, yeah. that is restricting the, the body's own manifestation, yeah. the steps that it has to follow. Exactly. So now, um, what else? Um, there's other delays as well. Speech is now also delayed. Um, I can't remember the date. I think it's like from 12 months to 15 months. Um, walking is delayed as well. I'm talking about milestone time that they need to do that. Um, so everything's been pushed back. I can give you, I, I should pull it up for you um, and show you one day, but um, quite a lot of developmental processes in children now, because so many kids can't do these things, instead of kind of going, well, we need to get the kids to catch up. Guess what? Instead, we just make them later. Yes. There's so many abnormalities. Well, let's make the abnormality normal. So it is really, for me, it is very disturbing. And I'm, it's actually, I'm actually really worried about um, the kids' future because, like, you know, I'm not anti-vaccine, but when I look at the kids' um, vaccination schedule, it's like in the first year of life, it's 20-something vaccine in one one year. And it's, I get horrified. I was like, that's a lot. That's a lot of stress on our, our system and our body. And that is why as a chiropractor, when, a, when I when I see mums through pregnancy, I always say, bring your babies in so we can check their development. We can check to make sure that all the primitive reflexes are working properly. Um, and you know, our primitive reflexes should be um, uh, like, you know, suppressed from, from by our high brain centers. So it basically... Um, integrated into our our brain by certain stage, usually um, 13, by 13 months, uh, most of the primitive reflexes should kind of disappear. But sometimes when there's stress in the system, it still, still appears. For example, um, startle reflex, uh, the fright reflex, right? The startle reflex. The startle reflex is really important for the baby to kind of um, cry out for help and so on if they're scared or if they um, or if there's, um, sudden change of movement so it's really really important because it allows the baby to kind of just go help so they cry there's a yes. reflex um, but if the startle reflex doesn't get integrated into the higher brain senses and it keeps showing up through life because sometimes startle reflex might not um, get integrated if there is like you know a chemical stress emotional stress or physical stress in the, in the body um, then if it appears in life it becomes this kid can't concentrate because everything just distracts them so then it then gets diagnosed as adhd kids that's exactly where i was going to go with exactly. this lovely talk yeah. on this because adhd I, I see and obsessive compulsive disorders yes. these are coming to the surface yes more and more can yes. i ask you the question how does this manifest in the body from the chiropractic kinesiology point of view is there any sort of um straight line that you can see here or is this doesn't happen um so i i do so if i see 
kids below 10 years old, I'll check for all permissive reflexes. Like, it shouldn't be there. So if it's still present, I would need to work, because it's to do with the brain, I need to work with the neurology to find out why. So I can give you an example. So um, a recent um, example is I have an um, eight-year-old kid. Um, actually, parents brought him in for posture problems. He's terrible posture. And then when I checked him out, when I checked him out, I realized he has a history of um, um, ADHD. Um, uh, the parents didn't talk about allergies, but I'll go into that a little bit. So ADHD and I um, saw a pediatrician and um, and then um, he recently got um, put on to obviously Ritalin. Um, oh, pretty good. Yeah. So I mean, looking at it, some kids might need it, and so on. So I said to the, I said to the parents, I was going, well, the posture is one thing, but I'm actually more concerned about all the other neurological things that I'm picking up. So I picked up that, like you know, he has difficulty sitting still, and um, he has um, his brain fatigue. So I did a bunch of um, developmental tests to mm -hmm. look at. Um, gross motor, gross motor function, um, short-term memory um, processing, um, fine motor function processing, and so on. So I found that this kid um, has um, difficulty, his brain fatigue. So when I get him to do a memory test, the first few times was okay. As is after five or six times, he just gets jumbled and he can't concentrate. And he starts to, I don't know, look elsewhere and move elsewhere and so on. So I said to um, his parents. His brain fatigues really quickly, mm. and that's a problem. And so we need to find out how to decrease the fatigue in his brain. So then that's when I did kinesiology work and look at um, allergies and so on, and I found out that this kid has dairy allergies. And um, and mm -hmm. and uh, the parents goes, oh, that's going to be hard. Oh, so dairy was it? Okay, so he didn't do well with dairy, um, sugar, and gluten. And um, and he had a cold, and he had this. This is this is this is a sign that um, for me, if I hear a child or anyone that does this, I will be thinking I need to check it for dairy. So he does that. <clears throat> That's in the in the throat. Oh, I agree, hundred percent. Constant. Constant. Like that. So mm. anyway, so I went. You know that noise. That's a dairy allergy. So I did test and I went, actually, we need to cut it out. Um, and he, so the next time I saw saw them, so I gave them a, a series of um, a care plan because what I want to do is integrate, help the brain integrate um, its neurology, help the, the neurology integrate properly so that he can actually be connected. He was really disconnected. So, and I, I never say to parents, don't take the medication or don't see your pediatrician. You'll do that. But what I do is to help support and maximize the potential so that you might not need that much drugs, right? So, so then, uh, so, but funny thing is, this is how, this is, this is, this is, the struggle is real because parents are really busy. If they have lived a certain way, eat a certain bunch of stuff, it's really hard for them to kind of just go, let's throw all that away, right? So they tried. So they come in a week's time. And I could just still hear. <clears throat> so I said, nothing had changed. Has it? So I said, how is that going? Cutting out the dairy and the sugar, and and it went. Oh no, no, we we cut out most of the dairy, and I went. You can't. And I have this 
you did a really good job cutting out most of it, but in this case, you have to cut it out completely to see the change. So, and I said, like, you know, what did you have today? And he very sheepishly goes, oh, we had a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's in it. <laughs> and I went, got gluten, That's right. dairy, and you probably have a lot of sugar in the bun. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, anyway, so, but the thing is, like, you know, I, so I pushed on. Yeah. This time around, mum was there. So I explained to mum as well as dad. So sometimes you need both. You both need both parents. parents. Yeah. So sometimes you need both parents. So I explained the importance. And I just said, give it two weeks and follow my instructions for two weeks. And then you can see what happens. Anyway, okay. so another week went, went by. He came in silent. And he this kid was calmer. He was calmer. A lot calmer. So I said, Whatever you're doing, you did good. What did you do? And he goes, Oh, we cut out all the dairy and sugar. And also I picked up soy and no soy as well. And I was going, What did you notice? And he goes, You're right. Um, that he that stopped. And he his behavior is different. What about the brain, the, the, the fatigue in the brain? But the thing is, the it then if if you take away that that chemical stress, then the brain can heal beautiful it's really difficult for me to help the brain heal and connect when there was this constant chemical chemical stress going on and bombarding it so Mm -hmm. i needed them to actually get rid of some of the constant stress so that i can help his body heal with getting neurological input because if not then the stress is is working against the work that i'm trying to do and you're not going to get as good as a result so using kinesiology in that way, I was able to kind of just go, look, you need to get rid of this. But really, it depends on how willing the parents are, uh, are to do the hard work. Because it's, I, can, I understand it's hard. It's really hard to do parenting and working in order and changing lifestyle. But, but it just so happened that I pushed the, these parents and they did and they saw the change. And when they see the change, then... I can actually then what I do is going to um, to accelerate. Of course, it can. yes. So, and then I checked him up again. I did a review, and his memory improved, and his 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 fatigue decreased. It's not a hundred percent, but it's a hundred percent better than what it was. Mm. So, and he he actually so he can actually communicate and look at you to communicate rather than then all over the place so it's still a way to go but that was a really good good start so that's a good story i love that story because that is the way to go in life that's exactly and we as an adult as anything i can also i mean i can agree there i can't have dairy or wheat throw in garlic and chili but the minute i stopped it was hard but then it got easier and easier. Now, I'll be honest with you, Irene, I thoroughly enjoy watching somebody eating cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoy the watching. I don't feel, oh, I love a piece of cheesecake. I used to love cheesecake. But when we feel the difference within us, mm-hmm. the discomfort disappears. Mm-hmm. And we, we discover who we really are. So we come back to that sort of concept of integration. Of what manifests first, yeah. and how to get to the original source underneath. Exactly, 
And oh. the thing is, you, you're exactly right. In the times that we do walk away from ourselves, you know how to find yourself back. Correct. There will be times that you might kind of slip in that cheesecake, but you know, oh, this is not me. I need to go back to me. But unless you kind of find you, then you, you're always going to be searching and you don't know. You don't so know where you that's, are. That's exactly right. Oh, I mean, this has been such a joy talking to you. <laughs> I know you have to go back to work. Could you please tell everybody where they can find you and what services you give, please? So I'm a holistic chiropractor and I use modalities like, you know, kinesiology, neuroemotional technique, and also chiropractic techniques to help someone restore the body back to the optimum and um, help them to perform at their best, really. I want to see people thrive, not to survive. So I practice in Linfield. Um, uh, my practice is called BE Chiropractic, so B Chiropractic in Linfield. And um, it's um, Suite 7303 Pacific Highway, Linfield. And um, yeah, if you have any questions or um, uh, just interested in what uh, we do, feel free to, um, to yell out. You can also find us on Instagram. Uh, our Instagram handle is B Cairo Health. So B E C H I R O Health, H E L H E A L T H. And you'll find us, we'll always like, you know, post fun things and health um, information. And you can get a glimpse of our practice through Instagram as well. Brilliant. I will have all that information in the show notes. So if anybody wishes to contact you, as long as they live in Sydney, not elsewhere. <laughs> or if you don't, just you can contact me via Insta. So I'm happy to help. Oh, that is brilliant. Yeah. Thanks ever so much for today. I thought that was very instructive. Uh, I love what you're doing because you're integrating, you're looking at the whole, not just the little. Thank you, my love. You're Thanks. most welcome. We'll see you soon, Misha. Thanks yes, for having me. It's my pleasure. Cheerio, bye. Bye-bye. enjoyed this insightful conversation. We will continue to uncover different modalities through sharing with other like-minded professionals. Join me in the future as we explore our hidden potentials hidden behind the inner gateway.